0: Here we are already uh, Thursday, May twenty eighth, and we are in unprecedented times. That's why it's amazing to me that the Canadian, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, were able to compile and release a special report concerning housing and the pandemic. Here to talk about it, CMHC's chief economist Bob Dugan joins the show. Welcome. Good morning. Okay, so this report that you have released, is this a forecast of housing prices and starts? What exactly would you say this is?
1: Well, it, it's more, yeah, it's exactly that. It's a, it's a forecast to sort of give some guidance as to where we think the more most likely path is for things like housing starts, existing home sales, house prices over the next little over the next couple of years. Uh, you know, obviously, we're in a I think as you mentioned a very uncertain times with the, the COVID nineteen pandemic. It's had an unprecedented impact on the economy, and so you know it, our our attempt here is to give a, a, a folks a sense of the range of possibilities for the housing market over the next couple of years.
0: Okay. So where have we been and what is your report saying as to where we're heading? <sighs> So, you know,
1: housing markets in recent years in Canada have been getting headlines. You know, we've all heard about things like overvaluation in places like Toronto and Vancouver. Um, so, you know, we're coming from a, a, a position where, uh, you know, in the recent past, we've had some some, some fairly strong uh, numbers in housing markets. But, you know, right now the economy is taking a hard hit. You know, and we have a few signals um, from, uh, from some of the data that have been released. So, for example, 3 million jobs have been lost over the last couple of months with the unemployment rate climbing from about 5.6 percent to 13 percent. And so you know there's a, a big increase in unemployment. You know percent according to stats, Canada, the strongest monthly decline on record going back to sixty one. And so uh, you know New Bobby keep, I keep I
0: keep losing you. I'm not sure if you're uh if you're popping out. Uh just because I know you're giving some interesting information that people want to hear. So if there's any way to get to a better reception area, um Oh maybe we should well, I will try to do that, absolutely. Yeah, you keep you keep cutting out. I I'm not sure why. So I wanna back it up a little bit. Um you were talking about with the major job losses. That's where you started cutting in and out.
1: Right. And so, you know, in the economy, we've seen, you know, about 3 million job losses over the last couple of months. It's caused the unemployment rate to increase significantly from 5.6% to 13% in April. Um, And so, and and we've also seen the economy, according to Statistics Canada, GDP decreased by about 9% in the month of March, which is the largest monthly decline on record. And so, uh, you know, there's been fairly significant effects on the economy. And so this is going to spill over into the housing market going forward, especially in an environment where, you know, people are losing their jobs. And Canadians went into this with a very high level of household debt. And so we're seeing mortgage deferrals, you know, about uh, 12 to 14% of mortgages in deferral right now. And so, uh, you know, going forward, there are a lot of downside risks to the economy and to the
0: housing market. And um, can you get a little bit more into the specifics of what your report is saying as far as housing uh, prices and where you're expecting them to go?
1: Okay, so in terms of house prices, uh, we do expect them to decline. And, you know, I'm going to talk here in terms of, you know, what, you know, as economists would talk, like peak to trough numbers. And so, uh, you know, the peak in house prices would have occurred in the first quarter of 2020, and so in, in, at the end of last year, we actually saw a fairly strong run up in house prices, and so we're starting the year 2020 at a very high level. But now, you know, since March, when the economies have been closed down, we've seen a real drop in activity. In fact, in the month of April alone, house prices were down 10.9 percent, according to the uh, the Canadian Real Estate Association. Our forecast for Canada is that prices will decline uh, from about nine to 18 percent from that peak in in the first quarter of this year to the to the trough that's expected to occur early in 2021.
0: I understand that April was their worst in 36 years as far as housing uh, sales.
1: Yes, very low. House sales were down 57 percent. And so an enormous decline in activity, which is understandable. You know, with with social distancing, it's harder to sort of get out and, and see a home and visit it in order to, to, to buy and then people have a lot of uncertainty about their jobs and their incomes going forward given the, you know, what's happening in the economy. So uh, not only is visiting a home difficult but you know, people don't have the, a lot of folks don't have the confidence to commit to that major purchase at this point in time with all the uncertainty about how the economy may evolve.
0: This seems like an odd question, but uh, are we going to see people downsizing a lot earlier than anticipated or maybe even moving out of the uh, densely populated city? I was reading um, uh, something about how if you had a lot of cash, a lot of people in the the city's core that have a lot of cash are actually calling realtors to try and see if they can get into Collingwood or, you know, uh, Bracebridge, Cottage Country, because they want more room now.
1: You know, it'll be interesting to see over the next several years. So our forecast is very short term, but it'll be interesting to see how this uh, pandemic affects behavior because you could uh, you could see that maybe folks will want more space if you've spent the last couple of months in a condominium and you've found that confining because it's more difficult to socially distance maybe this will affect behaviors what we do know though and well i mean maybe another thing that, that you know with with more people working from home if businesses are starting to realize that maybe that it's possible to have people work remotely maybe it becomes easier with commutes if you don't have to be in the office every day to, to live further out of town but for those living in places like Toronto and Vancouver in the downtown cores where land prices are so high, really the only way to promote affordability in housing is to have higher density. And so we have to be careful, uh, you know, to, to, to not be too spooked by, by, by the pandemic. There are lots of examples around the world, for example, in Asia where they've had fairly highly dense uh, dense Populations in in urban areas, and they've managed to control uh, or cap the outbreak fairly effectively. So, density isn't necessarily the problem, Um, you know, and and it's possible to live in high density, especially in big centers where where housing is expensive. Um, It'll be a necessary part of providing affordable housing, but it'll be interesting to watch how people's tastes evolve in response to the COVID uh, pandemic.
0: There have been a lot of job losses in the service industry. Could we see the entry level part of the housing market decline the most?
1: You know that th- that is a risk, and, and and another thing that 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 we'll have to keep our eye on, and, and what we're going to analyze, and maybe talk a little bit more in a month's time when we when we get a little more detail on the forecast at the at the local level, and, and look at rental markets. Is what does this do to rental markets? And, and, and you know there are probably a lot of folks that are in more service positions, that are lower lower paying jobs, that maybe are having more trouble paying their rent and what does this do uh, down the road for, 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 for the rental market will be something that we'll have to take a look at as well. But certainly uh, I think there's a disproportionate number of people affected by the the job losses that are in lower paying jobs in more service sectors and, and jobs requiring um, lower educational attainment. So there's, there's sort of a, a group of people that are predominantly affected and that it's mostly going to affect, as you point out, maybe the rental market and, and, and houses in, in lower ends of the price range.
0: Your forecast. It, it basically this report focused on the country as a whole, or broke it down provincially. Um, is it is the reason why you haven't gone locally, like specifically in the GTA? Is it a more fickle market? What is it about that 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 or that you need more time?
1: You know, it's more that as you get more and more granular. The, the amount of uncertainty sort of increases and so what we wanted to do is get the story right on the economy and the big picture on the provincial housing markets and give ourselves time to really look in more detail at what's going on at the local levels because it's a lot of work then to to sort of you know take this information and then break it down by CMA and so it's just a question of being able to provide data in a timely way or forecast in a timely way so we can inform the market once we have information, we're continuing to work on our projections and once they Available again, I, you know, we're, we're targeting end of June to have some CMA information and rental market information. Then we'll supplement what we're saying today with with that information. Just sort of rolling out it out as we're comfortable with it or as it's completed, so that that folks have the information. But you know, rather, you know, the other alternative maybe would have been to hold back the provincial national forecast to the other analysis was ready. But I think mm. it's more more important to give timely information to people.
0: Do you foresee the housing starts picking back up as we open up the economy and developers are able to get back to work?
1: So we do expect housing starts to recover. So, you know, the peak to, to trough decline that you see as a headline number for Canada is about, you know, a 51 to 75 percent decline in housing starts. Now, that that peak would have been in the first quarter of this year and the trough will occur in the third quarter of this year which is the July to September period after that we do expect housing starts to slowly recover. Uh, the wide range though for those uh, forecasts has to do with the fact that there's a lot of uncertainty with with respect to how the economy will recover and so as as you know we don't know much about um, we, we don't expect a vaccine to be available for COVID-19 for another 12 to 18 months in the meantime there's a lot of uncertainty about whether herd immunity is going to be a thing so in other words once you get the virus in there and 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 work your way through it are you able are you immune to it after that to further infections there's no consensus on that yet so we could have second and third waves that really could potentially lead to further lockdowns down the road if they're severe enough. So, um, you know, on the one hand, in a more optimistic scenario, we'll see a a fairly rapid recovery of housing starts and then, you know, so so that they'll get back to to pre-recession levels fairly soon. But in a more severe scenario, um, where housing starts fall by by more because the economy is 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 more affected. You know it'll, it'll take much longer for those those starts to recover to pre uh, to to pre uh, recession levels. In fact, we don't expect them to get back to pre recession levels in our severe scenario over the forecast horizon. So, out to the end of 2022, we expect starts to recover to about 160,000 units in our more dire scenario. In the optimistic scenario, they get back up to about 210,000 units in 2022, which is where they were before. The recession.
0: But Bob, you know, we uh, have not been in this kind of economic shutdown before. It's unprecedented. So we have nothing really to compare this to. Uh, you can ask any meteorologist, their forecast could be very wrong, and they have to live with that on a daily basis. Uh, how difficult is it for you to come up with a forecast in this situation?
1: Well, it, it is very difficult, and, and unlike a meteorologist, I'm not telling it's going to be 31 degrees today. I'm telling it's going to be between 10 and 40 degrees today, and so that gives me a little more leeway. And 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 that's you know a joke aside, that that range that I'm giving you reflects just a tremendous uh, variety in the possible paths the economy can take going forward. Um, you know, e- e- you know, I've talked about you know the, the uncertainty around just the COVID nineteen, when we'll get a vaccine and herd immunity, things like that. But there's also, you know, the longer the uh, the, the level of employment remains low the more risk there is around the highly indebted folks that have had to defer their mortgages. And so if things recover quickly, um, you know, in the the best case scenario, these folks just have a higher debt burden because now they've capitalized all this interest into their existing mortgage contract and have to make up those deferred payments plus extra interest over the remaining term of their their mortgage which is a, a, a bit of a burden on them and that's the best case scenario. In the worst case scenario uh, where the unemployment remains high beyond the deferral period of six months some of these deferrals could escalate into foreclosures and you know, add further stress in the market and that could affect you know, financial institutions willingness to lend as we saw in United States in the financial crisis. It became very difficult to get a mortgage. Um, you know, after af- after all those foreclosures increased in the U.S. back then, that could you know something similar could happen in Canada, where you know if foreclosures were to rise, it could you know financial institutions could get a little gun shy, and then you know that leads to a lack of liquidity in, in lending markets, and that could just you know result in much lower economic growth and much much worse outcome for housing markets.
0: Well, Bob, I don't think I'm the only one listening to you right now that's thinking, could you go back to the jokes when you said joking aside and then you brought up the worst case scenario? It's not always the best uh, way to leave an interview, but I want to thank you for being completely honest with us and showing us, uh, you know, where we could go, where we might go. Uh, Hopefully worst case scenario doesn't happen, but I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: That is Bob Dugan. He is the uh, CMHC's chief economist talking about their special report concerning housing in the pandemic and where we're going.